Welcome to Let's Keep It Real with Sandy Joy Weston. Here's where I get to talk to amazing people from all over the world who are making a positive impact and discuss topics in every single area of life. The sky's the limit. Some might be a little controversial, but eh, we don't shy away from them because everyone I speak to is coming from a good space. So it's an opportunity to learn a lot and expand your mind. Back by popular demand, here is Matt Labosco. That's right. He's back on our podcast. We are going to continue the conversation on creating financial freedom and abundance. But first, let me give you a little background about Matt. He's a licensed conscious transformation trainer, energy practitioner, and a movement therapist. He works with individuals all over the world through his private practice classes and workshops. Matt has studied with some of the most revolutionary and progressive health professionals in the fields of psychology, meditation, physical rehabilitation, and nutritional science. His multidiscipline approach has empowered individuals from all over the world to access a life of health and vitality that they didn't even realize was possible. Welcome, Matt. What's up, dude? How are you? I am doing great, Sandy. How are you doing? I'm really good, but I just want to back up a second before we start. So let me just tell you, not that we don't like having Matt on a lot, so any cues to get him back on, but last time we recorded, people, thank you. I appreciate it. At least I know you're listening, said, we like Matt, but we heard, and so they're like, make money, freedom. Uh, Okay, then we had a cliffhanger. So Matt, they all are are waiting. They're like, it's like part two in the series. So we said, I know we had a little technical difficulty, but now we're ready to go. So we're we're all excited. And everybody's been asking for you to come back. So isn't that cool? Cool. Well, our our strategy worked. That was the whole plan, the the marketing strategy. So. I didn't yeah. think it was going to work when you told me that's what we were going to do, but that really <laughs> I know. Well, you know, the universe always works out for us. <laughs> so, Matt, let's let's go a little bit through the background. So I've been – how long – I keep forgetting this. How many years have I been coaching with you? Uh, it's it, You know, I, I think it's been about three or four years. I mean, yeah. you and I, I – I started working with you at the be- really at the beginning of my journey with studying with Joey – uh, Klein, the creator of Conscious Relationships. That's right. Right at the beginning of this, which is about four years ago. Um, and I was one of your guinea pigs, right? Didn't you have to do so many hours before you could come official? Yeah, you had to I had to take a hundred people through the the system. Um, and if I if if they all survived, then that was the first <laughs> step. Um, and so that worked out well. Uh, and so yes, yes, you were part of that original hundred sessions that I did. I gotcha. As part of my training. Yeah. yeah. And by the way, I met Matt originally because my friend Gloria in California said, Hey, you know, you're looking for people to interview for your vlog and your podcast. You definitely should interview Matt. And I was just so impressed with him and all his wisdom that we continued on. And now with my journey, we know we've touched on a lot of different areas, but one of the ones we've done most recently has been the financial abundance. And I asked your help because I wanted to put together, we started with a business plan, right? So I formed this new company um, separate from Weston Fitness at Sandy Joy Weston. And it's all about you know speaking engagements and my book that came out. And so I go to Matt and I'm like, can you help me with my business plan? And he's like, sure. So, you know, we're going through five year, three year, one year. And then as Matt does, he's like, well, wait a minute why aren't there any numbers in here? Like, where's, do you remember that? Like, what are you, what are you making? And what are you making now? And like, okay, well, not just, okay, I want to reach 10 million people. That's good. And I'm really good at knowing what areas that, you know, that I want to do it through podcasts and things, but like financially your brain needs to see like where you are now so we can get there with the, the money in the account. And I'm like, yeah, that's all right. We don't need to. Me and my partner, remember, I'm like, we don't really like want to think about that. We want to just envision wealth. <laughs> and that's like, I'm all about envisioning. But we also have to be real and concrete on what you have. And he discovered that wasn't my strength. Yes, I have done financial plans. And yes, I do do monthly reports. And this is where I am. But 
what I realized is somewhere deep inside, I felt that I wasn't truly well-rounded successful because for as long as I had been in business, I should be making more money. Do you remember that, Matt? And I didn't... And I didn't even realize it was there because I'm like, no, you know, I'm all funded all these other years. And he's like, yes, but yes, but. And when we dug down into it, I felt that not that, I, you know, I'm very grateful. I have a great lifestyle, great home, you know, everything is wonderful. But in my head, for as long as I've been in business, you know, I had been making a lot more money years ago and it, I didn't even realize it, but. For me, it felt like I wasn't succeeding because it wasn't going up and up and up and up. So that's where we started to dive in to what your relationship is with money. And so I'm just giving you a little bit of background because I think, Matt, since then, I've talked to a lot of people and they honestly, the less they have, the less they look at their account, which you think it's the more you look at your account because you don't want to bounce checks, but they want to be in denial because it's too scary for them. And you talk about which financial freedom is different than having money. You know, that having that freedom is a different feeling and of how you feel about money. So that's where I want to start. I want to start with because there's a lot of stuff to go over and I was joking about you're going to get us to make a million dollars but when I was saying you know I send good thoughts to people and I see them having you know financial freedom you said I was putting you know restrictions on them that you know that meant they had to have freedom through money so let's talk about that you know how can you change your relationship with money if you don't have any how do how do you feel wealthy well, you, you said something that I think is a pretty big buzzword right now, this whole idea of financial freedom. Mm-hmm. And if you just even look at how we even articulate financial freedom, we're putting something between ourselves and freedom. We are saying financial freedom. So the financial piece is in between us and the freedom. And financial abundance or lots of money will not equate to freedom. Period. End of story. There's okay. We believe it will. I mean, I understand that there are people that that I I work with, and I fundamentally tell them this, and they're like, "Yeah, um, but I'm telling you, if I made an extra 10k a month, I think if life would be much better." <laughs> and yeah. I, say, I hear yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you can find. Plenty of examples in the world where people have plenty of money, and I know I'm going to say this, and most people have probably heard this and intellectually get what I'm about to say, that money doesn't buy you freedom and happiness, yet our brain and the conditioning that we've had for years and years and years, our brain hasn't really bought into that. It still has us operating and in action from a place of I need to create more money in order to feel fill in the blank. So when I said you wish financial freedom for your loved ones, I said don't put that condition on their freedom. Just just you can send them and hope that they that they experience freedom. Freedom. Yeah. Don't put a condition on freedom. Don't put a condition on joy. That's all that's that's what we've been conditioned to do. Is to, is to put conditions on everything, not, not just freedom, joy, love. You know, we put these conditions on these states of being. And here's another kind of, you know, big thing is nobody listening to this podcast wants a lot of money. And when I say that, I'm sure people are going to be like, oh, yeah, I think you're not, like, that's crazy, Matt. And of course I want lots of money. And I would say to you, if you had a lot of money, what do you believe that would provide you as an experience? How would it feel to have a lot of money? You believe, just like like many people, if you're listening to this podcast and the way I've been trained as well, we've been told that money will provide us with something. Maybe it's safety. For some people, it's like, I just need money so I have security. Uh, I just need a lot of money so I can be free. 
It's not the money we seek. It's what we believe the money is going to provide us in the experience. And that's the, that's the trap. That's the trap because it doesn't work that way. Okay. Okay. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure where to go with that, Matt, but let's just break it down. Okay. So, all right. So if you have something, let's, let's just start with the financial freedom. Okay. Let's say you're just dealing with the topic of money. All right. Let's just stay with money, that area of your life. Okay. And your relationship with money. And what experience you want to have with money, right? So if you say, what would you feel that, what would you do if you had more money? And let's say someone said, well, and they think about like you and I talk about what it would be so great. I could travel. I could take my family here. I could provide for my kids college. So it's more in a happy, lighthearted way, right? Cause you know, we're, we're on that journey. We're not th- thinking about what we don't want, but what would you do if you had more money? Well, with financial freedom or extra money in my bank, I would you know, save, I would move to this new home. And how would that feel? Oh, we'd have more bedrooms. We'd have more closet space. Isn't that what you want to think about with money, that it brings that financial freedom versus just thinking I need more money? Yeah. So you can think about vision as you're kind of referring to the the question you asked of, okay, if I had all the money in the world, what would I do with it? And you could kind of see your, excuse me, see yourself in that experience. Um, you know, for example, wow, I travel, I'd be with my kids, I'd you know learn this, I'd learn how to rock climb, I'd learn, yeah, how to, I'd speak another language. And then when you're in that visualization, you want to connect to how does it feel when you when you visualize that. Like the purpose of vision is not to accomplish those outcomes. This is probably a whole nother podcast, but. When we focus on that vision of traveling and being with 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 family, friends, etc., there's a feeling we're connecting to, and maybe the feeling is is fulfillment. Maybe the yeah. feeling is joy. Maybe the feeling is freedom. So you have identified the state or the emotion that you're actually seeking, and so then you say, "Okay, my focus is going to be to embody fulfillment, freedom, joy, gratitude." right now in my current situation, as I interact with money, I'm going to be grateful. I'm going to be free currently. I don't need for those things to happen in order for me to be free. So the purpose of the visualization is to enlighten an emotional state. So when people think about traveling and being with, like they get excited, like there's changes. There's an emotional experience there. You feel joyful. You feel freedom. So you want to ignite that. And then bring that to your current reality. Bring that to your current reality and and bring the freedom to paying your bills. Bring that freedom to when you buy, be grateful that you can buy that organic piece of fruit. Be grateful that you can pay to have lights in your house. Be grateful that you can pay the gas bill. Be grateful that you can pay for new tires on your car. Like embody that experience in your current reality as you as you engage with money, for example, and then you will build, use the resource of money because the money is just a resource to create with. Your emotional state will now joy is going to use this this resource called money to create more experience of joy. Okay, so that's deep, and I get it, and I. <laughs> <laughs> and I know what you're saying and it, it, it is a whole nother podcast, but it isn't because if you're trying right now, like to say, let's change your relationship with money, like how you feel about money, you know, what can money bring, which is what you're saying is, you know, having freedom doesn't mean having more money. Like don't put those restraints. I get that. Correct. But to visualize, like you said, what happens when you go on vacation? What do you want to experience? And you're saying, okay, like, so you used to say to me, like when you're going to Italy, you're nervous about leaving your family. Well, what do you want to feel in Italy? Well, 
I want excitement and passion and fun and love. Mm -hmm. So if you're, I just want to go through it again, you know, break it out. So if you're embodying those things or you're feeling joy because you're able to do these things with the money, right? Mm -hmm. You can use that resource to create create that experience. Mm -hmm. And that's a different feeling. And you're feeling grateful and gratitude that you have the money to buy tires, to have a car, to have a roof over your head. Because if you think about it, how what is the experience most of us have when we pay our bills? Uh, some people feel, I think there's two things. Mm-hmm. One, uh, relief, you know, that they can pay their bill. Okay. And the second thing is pissy that they have to pay that bill. <laughs> Right. So the consciousness that they're aligned with is either fear, obligation, irritation, frustration, injustice. That's what they are bringing to the space called money. And they might have the story called, if I didn't have to pay these bills, if I made more money, then I wouldn't feel this way. But it never, never works out that way because they can make more money and they'll just have higher bills. The bill will still be a bill. They'll still be in the state of obligation. It's not going to change just because of the fact they have more money. Are you sure, Matt? Are you really sure? I promise you. Because <laughs> so, consciousness is consciousness. Like that's just there's there's no there is nothing that can that in, that can change in the world that will give us a sustainable state of peace or freedom. Now, you know, what? I guess I can relate to if someone who is kind and generous is kind and generous when they have two pennies in their pocket versus a million. It's just their personality. They just have more to get. Period. End of story. Yeah. So I was reading this this wonderful book. And in this book, the young lady was talking about, you know, how she was in college And I have a lot of young listeners and they can barely, you know, they're just wanting to pay the rent. You know what I mean? Food. And so she's like, do I have money for books? Do I have money, you know, for rent? You know, the basics, you know, the basics. Mm -hmm. And someone recommended that, you know, she apply for a grant and she felt like that was cheating and she should just work, 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 which she did. And she ended up, I know it doesn't sound like a lot, but she had like an extra thousand dollars in her bank account, right? So she paid her rent. She got her books. She had food. Woohoo! Happy days are here again. And she was saying that she didn't realize by having that thousand dollars in her bank account, which this is why I'm going here with this. She felt relief. She felt not stressed. You know that she wasn't worried. Like she wasn't thinking is she going to have money to take a cruise or, or you know go out and buy those fancy drinks. She just could have food, pay books, pay for what she needed to get through school. And what she realized, Matt, is she did better in class because it opened up her brain to be more creative and more relaxed because she wasn't stressed about how much money was in her account and could she stay in school. Do you see what I mean? So my point is, what if you don't have that thousand dollars in there. How can you get to, you know, I'm not talking about vacationing and your kid's college fund, but even just, you know, young people trying to make, you know, ends meet or anybody who's trying to make ends meet, you know, how do you can you not say that that money in the bank wouldn't create a little bit of freedom or they wouldn't be stress free. What do you do? Just imagine you have that thousand dollars there. That's my question. It's not about not taking actions to pay your bills and to do there's a system inside of managing money that's important to have. You know, there's clearly certain things you want to have in place to make sure you can feed yourself and have a shelter over your head. Absolutely. Now, this idea of the money provided her with freedom, I would call it that was a hit. It would be like saying cocaine makes you happy. Right now, you could mm. say hard to argue that, right? Well, shit, man. When you do cocaine, it does make people happy. They seem yeah, to but be- we're talking about like basic necessities. Well, you know what I mean? I'm talking about well, basic necessity is feeling happy. Okay. Right. That's a basic thing. So when and 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 I'm not saying that 
yes, somebody could be in a stress state and now they're not stressed. And the way I kind of think about this is I could be in a war. People can be shooting at me. When they stop shooting, are, are we in a state of peace? No, they just stop shooting for a second. So in that moment, she met a condition that provided her with what she's calling less stress. But if that condition's not met, then there, then she'll be right back into her stress state. So yet you, she could be in a state of peace and acceptance. Absolutely. Cause those people exist on the planet and take actions to, to be able to feed herself or be able to, to put a roof over her head. The way of orienting to life and money, especially, and I know this is a big one for people and I'm not saying it wasn't a big one for me that like I have to have money. There's no way I can be at peace unless I'm like, I make a certain amount of money. If I can't pay my bills, how do you expect me not to be stressed out? That that's the way we orient to this stuff. And I'll tell you the most freedom I ever felt the most peaceful I ever felt was when I was about to go bankrupt. That was when I actually mm-hmm. realized I nailed it. Like, oh my God, if I can be in the experience of freedom and acceptance and peace, when this is the state I'm in right now, like literally a time where we didn't have enough, I didn't, I couldn't, like there was no money in the account for my wife to go feed our kids. Like we had to wait a week. We had food in the house, not like they were starving. But yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. That was a pretty. That was pretty hard for me as the man of the family, whose job it is to to to, to support their family. And here I am, and we can't. The, the, the count's at negative four thousand dollars. We have not anything. We have no ability to pay any bill, anything right now. And to be in a state of acceptance and peace and gratitude in that moment was the was the epitome of freedom and since that moment i actually understand what actual freedom is as opposed to oh i'm just not getting shot at right now okay very different things Uh, matt uh, i think it's really amazing that you were like you said you know you would arrive like you felt like okay if I can be at peace with this going on, you know, that's just an amazing feeling. You know that a lot of different things in life that are going to come your way, you'll be able to handle, you know, and it was probably a great feeling to feel that way. But let's, let's just, let's start with my first question. Don't, is it, isn't it possible that if you have that extra money in the bank, that it's not going to just be, okay, my peace will be gone, that it's just comforting to most people that, you know, hey, that's one thing I don't have to think about. Like, isn't... One thing I don't have to worry about. Yeah. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. But we'll find something else to worry about. The consciousness of worry Oh, now, light bulb, ding, ding, ding. I get it. So, okay, (laughs) that was wrong. But now we got something else. Boxes that we perceive make us worried. Gotcha. Oh, I have money in the bank. That's one less thing I have to worry about. So now I can worry about all this other stuff, like my kids being happy. Gotcha. So yeah. if you look at different individuals and you can, you, you don't know for sure, because a lot of people hold it in very well. But you're right. If I think of the people that I know that have created a habit of worry, when they don't have that thing in their life, there's another thing that comes along. Because the conscious of worry, worriness only creates one thing, worriness. So if you can't worry about this, you'll worry about something else. Okay. I'll tell you a funny story. Okay. Real I could use a this. funny story. My, my parents, I love them dearly. Okay. <laughs> okay. Love them dearly. Let's qualify. Them dearly. And they are uh, amazing people that I, I, I don't question for a second. They would cut their leg off for any one of their kids. Okay. Yeah. That's just who they are. Okay. Yeah. And they have a, a, a they, their whole life has been kind of in the space of fear and anxiety. Like they're just worried about everything. So, you know, my mom, I guess, saw this video or saw read something about a dresser 
that a little girl climbed up and, you know, it came down on top of her and yeah. her or whatever happened. So I started getting phone calls about my four-year-old's dresser and, you know, gotcha, and gotcha. Saying, hey, um, you know, did you really should bolt that to the wall? Da, 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 da. And I said, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And like every day, did you bolt it to the wall? 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 Right. And, and, uh, and it's like, no, I haven't. Okay. It's not, I haven't done it yet, but I, I, yes. And I, I agree with you. It's probably a smart thing to do. Right. And, and so then my dad calls, this is classic. My dad, uh, Matthew, um, it's your mother. Um, she's really worried about the dresser. I said, oh, <laughs> you're not though. Right. Uh, and she, he's like, it would really, you'd be really doing her a favor if you could just bolt that to the wall. And I said, Oh my God. So wait, you, this is, and, and I said, I said, wow. So you're telling me that if I bolt this thing to the wall, mom's anxiety is going to be gone. She's not going to be worried about anything. Why didn't you tell me this? I would have bolted it to the wall. weeks ago. If this was going to be the thing that got her not to be anxious anymore about something. Right. 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 It is. If it wasn't the dresser, yeah. my, her other grandchild's, you know, of whatever test that she had last week. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Anxiety is anxiety. You bring that everywhere you go. It's a lens. Okay. So did you bolt it to the wall, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, it'll be happy to know that I did bolt it to the wall. It, <laughs> okay. You know why I bolted it, Sandy, to be honest with you? Because you thought it was a good I, idea. Well, not no. Honestly, it was it's a good idea, but the real reason why I did it is they were putting so much focus on it that they were actually going to manifest it happening. I know. So now, I, because there was such a focus on this dresser they falling, I didn't want to say I told you. I don't. It's like wow, you're going to literally create this because that's all you're focused on. Like yeah. that energy is a powerful thing, and if all you do is focus on this dresser falling on her, it's probably going to happen. Yeah. So now I got to bolt it to the wall like <laughs> three anchors. You know, it's like holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> that I, I totally, I totally understand that. All right. So let's go back a little bit. So now, which I think a lot of people would enjoy having, and by the way, you and I are, are, are on the same page. I agree, you know, with you that, you know, different things happen and they're an opportunity, uh-huh. you know, that you wouldn't have that, that bugger in your life. Is it, it could, some people it's money, you know, other people's their health. And it's the, your opportunity to have that feeling of, okay, am I capable of still feeling joy, you know, and really working on that, you know, and that experience no matter what. So let's back up with you and your kids eating, you know, peanut butter sandwiches for a month. I'm just kidding. But how did you find peace? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like how did you find peace during the time that, you know, like you said, yeah, like that food was like, okay, we got food for the week, but not sure about next. Um, The simple answer to that was peace is within us. So the, 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 what I stopped doing was focusing on my external world. That, That was step one. Stop focusing on all the things in my life that were preventing me from feeling peaceful. I, I, I changed my condition for peace would be another way to think about it. Okay. So like my, go my through it. Go through it with us. My condition for peace at a point in time was a lot of boxes needed to be checked. We needed to have a certain amount of money. The business had to be doing this well. The kids had to be, you know, happy, joyful people that listened to everything we said. That, you know what I mean? Like, you know, uh, like whatever the boxes are, people had to really appreciate me and value me. Like, like think about the list, the conditions we have to be peaceful. It's, it's quite a list when you actually start to look at it. Okay. So I, my condition for peace changed my condition for peace. If I look back on it was consciousness, like literally just being aware was my condition for peace. So anytime I was conscious meaning I was aware of what, of myself and realized, wow, peace is here for me anytime I choose to focus on it. Okay. Peace is who I am. At our core, our natural state is peace, joy, and love. That's our natural state. The only way to be out of that state 
is to have a narrative about why we're stressed. And so, yes, there's been a training that I was inside of in a very intense way with my teacher to go inside of myself and start to think the mind as opposed to the mind thinking me. And what do I mean by that? If you think about what the mind does, it just thinks stuff all day long. Yeah. Like it just, there's just thoughts going on all day long. Yeah. And if you pay attention to the thoughts, there's a theme to your thoughts. Whether it's all the things I got to do, you know, whatever the, the theme is. And what I was taught through practice, through training, and that's what, when I think of meditation, I just look at it as a training. It's a way to train the mind. Yeah. I trained myself to go within and, uh, and not invest in the thoughts, not invest in the story, not invest in the narrative. And I'm not saying it was easy, Sandy, I'm not saying it was easy, but boy, am I grateful that I had the teacher I had, that I had the support that I had, and that I was able to access what I accessed during a time that was relatively intense. And now I know yeah. that that piece is there for me anytime I choose to focus on it. Yeah. It's waiting for me. I don't need to do anything to, to access peace. I don't need to go and do stuff. I don't need to check off a box to be in a peaceful state. I don't need to have a certain amount of money in my account to be peaceful. I can access peace and then I can be in the world and create in the world from a state of peace. And part of creation could be building wealth because that resource allows me to have a bigger impact and a bigger influence and have certain experiences myself and with my family. Yeah. But I'm, that's not my condition to fulfillment. The fulfillment and the peace come first, then utilize the resources of time and money to create. So it does make sense. And like you said, it, you know, it's, it's, not, it, it's that easy and it's that difficult. And you were fortunate enough that you were going through this intense training and you had an amazing teacher which I think is really important guiding you and support system. Couldn't have done it it by myself. Yeah. And I know nobody, including my teacher who's done it by themselves. You know what? I think you're right. You know, somebody who's reached the level of mastery that didn't have a teacher. You're right. And and I, and I think Matt, that's a really good point because so many people that I took, they're like, well, you have a coach. I'm like, yeah. And I have mentors and, and friends I look to and guides and, and they don't really, a lot of people don't, they feel like it's, oh, I don't, I don't, what's the right word? Uh, a weakness. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a difference between insecurity and humility. There's a difference between insecurity and humility. Humility breeds confidence. Insecurity breeds arrogance. Ooh, good point. Good point. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 the master, a true master, a true leader in the world is a humble person. Meaning, yeah, they I know agree. I really agree. There's a lot to learn. A person who has high insecurity thinks they have it all figured out. Gotcha. Gotcha. And, but you know what, Matt? I think for some, it's not even that they think they have it all figured out. They, they just feel like it's a weakness, like to ask for help. Like they should know better. Like, you know, yeah. Insecure. Yeah, that's true. So yeah. then let, let's move forward a little bit because I think it's a lot to chew on. And I, and I like that you're saying it. And, and let me just recap. So if you're worried, like you were telling the story of your family, and you're stressed or anxious. If you, a lot of us have our thing. It could be your family. It could be your business. It could be your health. It could be have. It could be your money. Like you said, that's your trigger. Like some people worry about what people think, but we all have it. And yeah. if it's if it's not with that, then something else will come along. Sure. And if you're whatever your biggest trigger is, if you can figure out to have peace even inside that situation, then you're you, free. Yeah, you can, you're free and you can carry it with you no matter what, you know, yeah. the outside circumstances are. So now let's move forward though, because you did have me 
which I did, and it was very difficult for me, put in exact numbers, like where I am now. Not, I'm not I don't mean like numbers of, you know, the social media, because that was easy. You know, I want to reach 10 million people, sell this many books. But you, which is harder for me, had me put down how much I made per month and where I was going to go at the end of the year. Now, why did you have me do that? Well, you said it because it was something you didn't want to do. It was breaking a pattern. Okay. There's a certain relationship you had with money that was you were very uncomfortable with, to the point where you, I think you even stated, "I don't, we don't even talk about it." I think you and your yeah, like, like that, that's a yellow flag for me. And and it's also a societal thing. Like we we're told, oh, don't ask people how much they make. Like you can't ask. Yeah, you them. and I were talking about that. Yeah. I mean, this whole thing, this whole idea about, oh, you don't talk about money. Don't talk about money. Like think about all the all the baggage we bring to money. And all the beliefs we bring into money. And I, I can tell you all the beliefs I brought to money. I mean, I grew up um, with a, fa- a father that was a doctor and a mom that was, well, she was a full-time mom, but eventually became a nurse practitioner. And my father was a doctor when doctors made a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't, doesn't seem to be the case as much anymore. Yeah, it's harder. Based on the system. And, you know, my relationship with money was crazy. Like I, I felt guilty that I had so much and everyone didn't have anything. I didn't want to have money. Yeah. Like I, I felt like I was looked at a particular way. I also had this belief structure around money that people that have a lot of money probably did something that they took advantage of, com- of people like the companies that have a lot of money yeah. or, yeah. Well, you know, they're, they're taking advantage. They're lying to people. I mean, I had all this baggage around money that, created a certain experience with me. It's not a surprise that I fundamentally didn't want to be around money. It's not a surprise that I almost went bankrupt. Like my relationship with money was I didn't want it. Yeah. At my core, I didn't want to be associated with it. So my subconscious pattern would happen. As soon as I got it, I'd get rid of it. I get that. So, so, <laughs> yeah, exactly. so when you say, when I start talking to you about money and you're like, you're kind of like, oh yeah, well, you know, I don't really think about money. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, yellow flag. We need to have a conversation about yeah. money. But so that, then once we did and that, we brought that down, why did you, and I know the answer, but I want everyone to know it. Why did you make me bring, break down then exact amounts? If we're supposed to be like, okay, freedom doesn't come with money. Why did I have to break down the exact amounts I would be making? Well, because the reality of our society and the functioning and the things that you want to do, your vision has a price tag on it. Like that's just the reality of vision. Okay. Like you want to have influence and create in this world. You want to influence people. You want to, you want to sell books. You want to get out there and make a difference in the world. Well, the resource of money is going to be something you're in, that you, you can leverage. Like you can leverage that resource to create that impact. And if you don't know what your numbers are, like if you yeah. don't fundamentally know, yeah. like if you're hemorrhaging money every month and you don't even know it, I'm not saying that was your case, but there are no. some people call them to, you know, open up the hood. It's like some people, I was on the phone with a 32 year, 32 year old girl the other day and, you know, uh, had a, an oops pregnancy and, you know, she's in a particular you know, and her boyfriend said that he's not interested and she's just starting a career. And I said, all right, well, the first thing we'll let's take a look at is like, what's your financial situation? She's like, oh my God, she was so panicked about money. Yeah. And I said, all right, well, let's take a look at your situation. And it was, was, and what's so funny is when you looked at her situation, like her net worth was greater than most of the people I have conversations with. Meaning like she saved money. Yeah. Her overhead was so low. She was putting a thousand dollars a week aside. And I was like, girl, you're doing awesome. Like if you don't work, like the way I define wealth is how long can you go without working? Yeah. Yep. I understand. This girl could literally do nothing for the next three years and she'd be fine. Yeah. But she didn't even realize it. So it doesn't always mean everything's like this horrific, horrible thing. But the way her mind was worrying about money, yeah, she didn't know what her reality was. Yeah, so and I think knowing that gives you some a context to to create strategy going forward. Yeah, and I I think you're right. I mean, for most people, and this did this happened to me. So for me, 
I don't overspend. Do you know what I mean? So I'm fine, you know, but I didn't even, until I really start diving down into it and breaking it out even more so, because, you know, I do, I think I'm pretty good at like, this is for beauty supplies and this is for this. But if you go even deeper to see where you are spending your money, whether it's on the fancy coffees or the clothes, it's amazing that you can say to yourself, once you do this, do I choose to spill, you know, spend that money on those fancy coffees or would I rather save it for vacation? And I was amazed at, oh, like you said, I make more than I thought I made. Do you know what I mean? I could be doing that, you know, and instead by not looking at it, you know, in a logical fashion, you know, I'm creating a stress that didn't even have to be there. You know, and, and that's why I am a firm believer that no matter where, you, like you said, you, it doesn't go away. No matter what the area is, whether it's health or money, you can't close off to it. It's still, you're, you're going to think about it, even if you think you you're not going to think about it, right? You can't run from yourself. Yeah, yeah. And so it was such another area going, oh, I I haven't thought about that in a while, but you're, he's right. I don't really like talking about it. And it was another thing that, wow, now it's, it feels more freeing to be like, okay, that's what I am. And now my partner and I, we talk more about, because the same thing, like you said, like, oh, we were making this much money before. And so we didn't want to talk about it because it's not there, even though it's, you know, good. It's, you know, we wanted to grow and grow, but now it, you know what I mean? It gives us the freedom to go, okay, here's, we are now what? you know, and not close it off. And I think another piece, Sandy, that I know we spoke about, which I think is important to mention is there was a threshold that I remember you talking about. And I find this is very common is like, I can make this much money, but anything beyond that is excessive. And I shouldn't, that's not okay. Yes. Yeah. I felt guilty. Like you said, that's right. So guilt, the guilt got triggered at a certain level. Yep. And I'm like, well, Sandy, we need to tune that up because if you want to have the kind of impact that you're going to have girl, well, you're going to be making that kind of money and that money can be used to create more influence and have bigger impact in the world. Like money is a resource you can create with. That, that, and if you are aligned with empowerment and joy and gratitude and abundance and you have that resource, there's a lot of things you can do in this world that would really serve yeah. the consciousness yeah. of the globe. And it's crazy because anyone would meet me would tell you I'm a generous human being, but still in my mind, I felt like once I got to a certain amount of money, like, oh my God. Like that's too much money to be making. And I start giving it away. Like right. <laughs> always paying exactly. for dinners, always doing this, always blah, blah, blah. That, this is a great, this is a great example of the consciousness that was giving the money away was not love. It was guilt. Yeah. Now from the outside, we can say, wow, Sandy. So she's such a loving person. She buys dinner for everybody. Yeah. And I'm not, it's not a judgment yeah. and, it, and it's so important to just to understand. It's like, well, wait, what is the consciousness? Why am I giving this money away? Yes. And now I feel different. So when I do it and I, well, I started this even like when we didn't dive into it this deep, but even like two years ago, I started not always doing that. And it felt so good. Like people were just thinking of saying he's going to put a credit card up. And the times I did it, yeah, I was laughing. They're like, what are you laughing about? And I'm like, because I didn't put my credit card up. And they're like, oh, that's not funny to us because they just expect it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like say I need to pay all the time. Yeah. But now yeah. when I do, it's coming from the right place. I really want to do it. You know what I mean? And it feels so much better where before when I would do it, I'm like, Ooh, that felt gross that I peed. Does that make sense? Like, ooh, ooh. yeah, you know, that felt yucky. Yeah, you're doing it from a place of disgust and guilt. Yeah, or obligation, or whatever, yeah. or you know, whatever. Or obligation. Yeah, and and that's now, right. And now they're like, if I have money and they don't, well, I feel like I should pay. Yep, yep. That's obligation. And then you're going to resent these people that never bring any money, these bastards. Yeah. <laughs> but now it's funny because now it's like, it, you know, it's been reconditioned. And so now it's different and it feels really good. You know, where before they would be like, are you splitting it? Like, you know how they come over and they'll say, here's the check. And I'll be like, yep, we are. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, okay. And now 
it's like, okay, it, but it took some while, but it feels really good inside. So anyhow, Matt, we could go on and on about this subject. And I, like I, you and I have talked about the two most topical subjects, you know, is your body, your health, because you have it everywhere. You take it everywhere and money. And it's a big part, but I think you gave us a lot to think about, but before we wrap up, is there any uh, advice you could give someone who's starting on this journey? I know because a lot of it had to do with, you know, a practice and being introspective. And I do want to give a shout out about, you know, your training, if we could, because it really does help in general. Yeah, no, I mean, um, I think one of the one of the first steps that someone can take um, if they're looking to change their experience or relationship with money is to just identify what the current experience of money is. And what I mean by that is just take out a piece of paper, write, just create three columns on it and take some time, sit with yourself and just like put some cash around you, like put some credit cards around you, put some bills around you, put some dollars around you and just, just be with money. Just, just be with it. Just like have it around you. And then in those three columns, you're just going to write on the top of one column, my thoughts, my emotions, and my sensations. Ooh. And as, as you're there, like in the presence of money, what thoughts are come up? How do you feel in the body? Do you feel tense? Like when you surround yourself with these things, does your body tense up? Do you feel like there's anxiety there? Like does a thought pop in your head called, God, I wish I didn't have to deal with this. Yeah. Or man, I, I know I'm just, as I surround myself with this, like I just, I, I don't even want to sit here. <laughs> like whatever it is, is fine. Yeah. Or maybe you sit there and you're just like, God, I feel so grateful. I like, there's so much joy here. I just feel so free. Like whatever it is, is fine. But what you're mapping out on that piece of paper and really sit with yourself and introspect like, gosh, what are the thoughts that I, that I'm aware of when, when I think of money? What are the emotions that come up when I think of money? And how does my body feel when I think of money? You start to, to take a look at, okay, this is what I'm bringing. And this is how I invite you guys to invite people to, to orient to it. Ah, this is what I'm bringing to the resource of called money. Gotcha. I like that. This is what I'm okay. And then, you know, there's other steps. But I think that awareness practice can be very powerful because then you can start to orient to, okay, I'm bringing this to money. Money's not doing this to me. My bills aren't doing this to me. I'm bringing this to my bills. I'm bringing this to my money. And then you can say, okay, well, what's the experience I want to have with money? Maybe it's gratitude. Like gratitude is such a great, I think, easy go-to for, for beginners. And you start to consciously interact with your bills. You constantly interact with your card. You consciously interact with cash and you connect to gratitude before you do anything with it. So you're just bringing something very different to the space called money. That, that would be a simple thing that people could potentially do to start to change their relationship. No, I like that. I, I like that. It's a, it's a great feeling. And as much as, you know, I knew this logically, like you said, you know it logically, but practicing it, it, it takes a little bit of time. And just starting with this and being okay with yourself, you know, like it's okay that this is how I feel. This is just, and also I think a big thing and it's a huge thing is not tying your self-worth to it, which is really hard. You know, like you said, like I'm the man, the family, I should be dead, 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 you know what I mean? Or, you know, and observe the judge, Sandy, it's a very important part. Just observe. And part of some of these meditative practices is to practice observing and not judging yeah. what we observe, which is, again, that takes a training. That's a skill. That, that needs yep. training. Yep. And it's, I don't, I just was talking to some lady the other day and she knows Matt, how important it is to work out. All right. So no one's arguing, right? It's good to work out. You feel great. lose weight, stress-free, da, 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 da. But, you know, training your brain and working on focusing your brain to me is like the number one thing. But a lot of times we just, I call it lazy think we spend no time on it and it doesn't make any sense to me. Like that should be the number one thing, right? Well, you know, you're preaching to the choir here, but yeah, I, I do think that if you're going to focus on training something, 
your mind and your emotions and your brain is the first thing on your list. Because what you'll find is when you get your, your mental and emotional state aligned in a particular way, doing everything else is actually super simple. Yep. Like eating the pro- eating a certain way, moving a certain way, exercising a certain way, saving a certain way, like all of those things like are the byproduct of aligning yourself in a particular way, mental and emotionally. Unfortunately, we have it backwards. We try to get ourselves in a certain mental and emotional state by doing all of those I things. I know. Crazy. And that, what? Crazy. All right. Well, listen, we're going to wrap up. I'm sure we'll have you back on soon. Let's keep it real. But Matt, what exciting things do you have coming up? I know we'll list them, but anything that you're really excited that you're doing that people can get involved in? Well, one of the one of the most exciting things I have going on is um, uh, in for anybody who is in the Southern California area, Los Angeles, um, July twenty twenty one and twenty two. I'll be I'll be hosting a weekend in LA um, with Joey Klein, um, uh, the creator of Conscious Transformation, and we'll be doing a mental mastery weekend program. So it's a weekend intensive. Wait a minute, um, is this your first one? This is my first one. I'm excited. Yeah, I am super psyched about it. Um, And yeah, I mean, and for people that have never been to a weekend, it's if you've never been before, the cost of the weekend is $200, which is insane. insane. I went to one of those. It was crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. So that, that to me is obviously something I have circled on my, on my calendar. Um, very excited about. So yeah, if anybody is uh, in the SoCal area and want, or wants to take a trip to LA, man, um, a weekend that we dive into much of what I spoke about in a very intense way. And literally at the end of the weekend, um, you, you've rewired your brain in a particular way. It, it's, it's pretty incredible. Where in Southern California? Um, it's in Los Angeles, um, Culver City. So um, not far from LAX. So if you fly oh, in from cool. LAX, I think it's about a 20 minute drive. Um, it's uh, you can go to consciousTransformation.com and they'll have the details there. Um, and then if anyone, you know, is interested, I do have a private practice and I teach classes. You can just go to MatthewLabosco.com and my upcoming classes. And if somebody wanted to, you know, schedule a consultation or have a conversation one-on-one, um, I do still have some room in my private practice. Not a lot, but there's some spots. Left. <gasps> so exciting. Some spots left. How exciting is that? Yeah. yeah we've come a long way. Oh yeah, baby. I love it. <laughs> it's so exciting. All right, Matt, well have a great weekend. Enjoy. And we'll be in touch soon. And as always, Thank you for your words of wisdom and opening our minds to other ideas. I love it. Thank you, Sandy. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. Remember, keep highlighting the positive and let's keep it real.